Welcome back to the channel here on Jack's Cougar Sports and the Sports Headline Show. I am your host, Sean Davis, and we are back, and this might be a spoiler for you guys, but we are back with Mock Draft. This is 1.0 here on uh, Jackson Cougar Sports, and this is 7.0 for the Sports Online Show. So make sure you guys check it out. But anyway, let's get started here. This is a What I Would Do Mock Draft. Um, so we're going to start things off here with the Jacksonville Jaguars. The number one pick um, set in stone very easily. Trevor Lawrence, uh, transcendent quarterback prospect. I'm going to have him go to the Jacksonville Jaguars here, number one, Urban Meyer. This is all set in stone here. Uh, my draft grade, 7.2. You guys can see those down below in the description. We're going to keep it rolling here. Number two, the New York Jets. Uh, they're going to take Zach Wilson here. Uh, get them the quarterback of the future. They have two first-round picks. Um, and they have the first. They have a really early second-round pick as well. I think the second pick is second round. Um, you pair him with the rebuilding offensive line, rebuilding defense. Coach Sa uh, Sala, Sala, and uh, Mike LaFleur coming from the Shanahan scheme. I think Zach Wilson would be a perfect fit in this offense. Uh, from wide receiver perspective, Jamison Crowder, uh, Corey Davis, Denzel Mims, etc., etc. Um, the New York Jets get their franchise quarterback. And as Jackson pointed out, there is an argument for Zach Wilson over Trevor Lawrence, for sure. It sounds like quarterback prospect, which one you like more. Um, number three is San Francisco 49ers. They traded up to from 12 to 3. Um, and I'm going to have them taking Justin Fields. If they take Mac Jones, that will be a colossal mistake of, of mass proportions. Um, you don't think of it this way, right? My comp for Mac Jones is Jimmy G. You don't trade up nine spots for a slightly... And slightly is kind of being nice. A slightly, at best, better version of Jimmy Garoppolo. You trade up for Justin Fields, who you're looking at a Dak Prescott, maybe uh, Baker Mayfield. It's kind of hard, but I mean, that, those are, that's kind of the guys who look at. You look at a top 10 quarterback, arguably, if you develop him right in the Shanahan scheme, which would be almost unfair if you put Justin Fields in this offense. Um, whereas you're getting... A top 20 quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo so you don't trade up nine spots for that um coming in number four here the Atlanta Falcons are gonna pick Trey Lance quarterback out of North Dakota State um just like how Pitts talk to the Falcons he, he, here's the thing here's the reason why I'm not the biggest fan of Kyle Pitts to the Falcons is because Matt Ryan's he's towards the end of his career where you don't know when you're gonna have an opportunity to draft a potential transcendent quarterback that can be a top 10 quarterback uh, in the league and can help lead you to Super Bowls. And Trey Lance practically played in this system, a watered-down version of this system in college. So I definitely have confidence that he'll be able to jump in, not this year, but next year, and take over this offense from Matt Ryan. Uh, number five here, we have the Cincinnati Bengals, Penny Sewell. They're going to take Penny Sewell here. This is one of the most mind-boggling picks to me because people are talking about, oh, man, hey, Jamar Chase to the, to the Bengals. Oh, the wide receiver, the offensive line class is deeper than the right wide receiver class. Here's the thing about that, right? The offensive lineman class, especially tackle, is really, really deep. That is true. But what is more likely, you find a... Uh, all pro wide receiver in the second round or all pro tackle in the second round. 
I think all pro wide receiver. You're gonna have you'll see from when I get to uh you'll have your choice from maybe Kadarius Tony, Diami Brown, Tylen Wallace, you guys uh oh no, I like Diami I, I didn't have in my top ten, but I really like Diami Brown. These are all guys you can find in the second round that have all pro like if they out you bank on them. The Bengals give credit or courtesy, they develop wide receivers at a pretty decent rank. Boyd Higgins is looking really solid. AJ had a phenomenal career in others, Ocho TJ Hutzmanzada, they developers, they've always, especially in the past two decades or so, besides John Ross, have really developed wide receivers well. So why would you take Jamar Chase here and then get stuck with Jalen Mayfield or somebody in the second round? It, it's just a my bonkling pick here for me. Coming in number six here, the Miami Dolphins, they're going to take Jamar Chase. Um, you give two of some help. Um, and we're going to see with the 18th pick. You just can't. I thought about excuse me, maybe going Rashawn Slater here, but more I think about it, you just can't, this is a scenario, like, they've worked on the offensive line, they desperately need weapons, and also, they're not the Bengals where they're choosing, huh, okay, Chase or Sewell, they're left with Chase, and you take Jamar Chase, you're not gonna knock him at all, um, come in number seven here, trade alert, do we have a trade, the New England Patriots see all four quarterbacks off the board, Oh, the top four anyway. Uh, Lawrence, Wilson, Fields, Lance. They see them off the board like, ah, crap. There's rumors about the Broncos potentially taking Matt Jones if they're... I think that would be kind of stupid. So the Patriots are going to trade up. And they're going to take Mac Jones, quarterback out of... Um, quarterback out of Alabama, excuse me. If you guys can see that at the top, the Patriots trade this year's first-round pick and this year's second-round pick for... Uh, the Lions pick 7, so that's pick 15 and 46 going to the Lions for pick 7. Um, you go get Mac Jones. Yeah, I, I was kind of trashing him by saying he's Jimmy Garoppolo. But the Patriots get a top 17 or so quarterback in the league. They're a Super Bowl contender. We've we we seen that. The Patriots is a rare case. I'm like, you know what? Mac Jones is a Super Bowl contender if he hits his prime. I mean, he hits his stride. In this offense with Josh McDaniels, I think it would be perfect fit. Um, board is Patriots offense. Now I think in a second round, oh crap, you off your second round pick. So I think you got to find ways to get creative, find some of those later round sleepers. So you don't have your personal third round pick, but I think you have a compensatory pick from Tom Brady leaving. Um, so, or it's a Calvin, it's one of the two. It's either Calvin Noy or Tom Brady leaving. And ironically, yeah, Calvin Noy back. Um, so you got to find ways to still give him some support. You got the tight end straight away, but go fix some of the wide receiver. I don't think. Uh, Nelson Aguilar really solidifies this wide receiving room. Um, so you get Mac Jones, your tight ends are set, your offensive line is one of the better ones in the league. Um, so you do that, get Mac Jones, you ride out camp for a year, eight games or however long he can go, um, then you bring in Mac. Um, I don't think Cam lasts longer than a year, to be quite frank, unless he returns to MVP form, which again is very unlikely. On uh, number eight here, the Carolina Panthers. This is a team I was definitely considering Rashawn Slater over Kyle Pitts. But man, uh, I was I was I was penciling in Rashawn Slater at Warner co-host kind of advice. You know what? Kyle Pitts, if Sam Darnold's gonna work out in Carolina, Kyle Pitts is gonna be a big reason why with Joe Brady, you have your Robbie Anderson, your DJ Moore, you have the wide receivers, you have CMC, put Kyle Pitts in this offense with Joe Brady's the offensive play caller, and this offense is going to be, uh, it's going to flourish a lot. Um, 
And so you do all that. Kyle Pitts, he's not even a tight, he's not really a tight end. He is a, a, a wide end, a wide end or a tight receiver. He is the most unique prospect we've seen in a, in a long time here. Kyle Pitts, number eight tier to the Carolina Panthers. Number nine, the Denver Broncos. I've, I've mocked this pick, I think, in every single mock draft. Uh, you got to take Patrick Sertan. No quarterback available that you want to take. Um, you went wide receiver last year. I think you run it back with Sutton, Judy, Hamler, etc. Um, I don't think you really go offensive line here. You get it Slater, but I don't think you go offensive line. Biggest need is corner. You get Patrick Sertan. Uh, go check out our draft video here on Jackson Springer Sports and on Sports Headline Show. Um, really think you guys will benefit from watching that. To hear my more in-depth analysis on Patrick Sertan. Um, I think he'd be great in his scheme. Um, defensively, and the Broncos get back to playing some of that defense. And I'm not all the way sure it's time to give up on Drew Locke. Like, the kids played how many, what, maybe 18 games? So, you're barely, you barely have a full sample size on Drew Locke. I don't think it's the right time yet to say, screw you, you stupid idiot. Number 10 here, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, we're going to have them taking J.C. Horn. Uh, corner out of South Carolina. They is desperately need a corner. There's not much to talk about here. Again, go check out our draft corners video. Let's move on. Alright, sorry guys. Had to fix the lighting. I didn't realize the lighting was that bad. Um, yeah. Anyways, move on here. The New York Giants. They're gonna take Micah Parsons. I mocked Jayna Waddle a lot. I think this might be our first mock draft since they signed Kenny Galladay. So I've mocked, uh, Jayna Waddle to them a lot. But, um, I don't know. You get Kenny Galladay, you have Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton. I think you're fine at wide receiver. You could add another one. Um, they, could use, they could use an edge rusher for sure. You could use a second corner to Bradbury. But, to be honest here, I think Caleb Farley is a slight reach. And I don't think he fits his scheme. And if you go edge, I think Gregory Rucho, that's slightly a reach. And Pay is not even, no, he's barf. Continue. I mean, that's no. You get what I'm saying. Uh, Micah Parsons, best player available. He's a top ten pick if you're not uh, accounting the uh, character issues and like the stuff that went on at Penn State, I believe, last year. Um, so, best player available. Gonna come in and be an anchor for this defense. Oh my gosh, Julius Peppers, Micah Parsons. Uh, not Julius Peppers. Crap. Uh, the guy's name. Not Julius Peppers. Um, but the safeties. Uh, Xavier McKinney, well, the safety group in general, James Bradbury. You add in Micah Parsons, you have a really nice young core defensively. Um, number 12, the Philadelphia Eagles. They're going to take Devontae Smith, wide receiver out of Alabama. Roll tied another Bama player off the board here. Um, Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith. Honestly, don't remember how much Jalen Hurts got to play with Devontae Smith. But, I mean, no, at least got to practice with each other. Jalen Hurts has some chemistry you would imagine with Devonta Smith. Um, he's going to come in, be that separator. You have more of that gimmicky um, deep threat in Jalen Rieger. You need a separator to get open for Jalen Hurts, and this is your guy. Uh, also, consider, I, I think it's better to be proactive than reactive with your offensive line. So another team I really consider Rashawn Slater for. Um, so I'm going to go with Devonta Smith here for the Eagles. A really smart trade back now in hindsight. hindsight. For the Eagles, because I mean, now you're looking at it and you're like, hey, 
Devonta Smith's going to be there at 12. We're going to take him at 6. Let's trade back. So, really smart move by the Eagles in hindsight. And uh, let, let's move on to the next one. All right, next up here, number 13, Los Angeles Chargers, my Chargers. I'm very, very surprised, especially after what Coach Brandon Staley said in his press conference. I'd be very surprised if we went this route. But in my in my uh, article I wrote for LAF, LA Football Network, me personally, Rashawn Slater, he is just too good of a prospect to pass up on at 13. You solidify that left side of the offensive line. I mean, there's talk about him potentially being able to kick inside. I uh, scouted him and evaluated him as a tackle, but I guess I could see the upside of him moving at guard if need be. Um, you put him at the left side, and I mean, this is just a no-brainer for me. If he's off the board, then I think you could get some of the more realistic, maybe Christian Derrissaw, Tevin Jenkins, Samuel Cosme, prefer the latter of the three, um, and Cosme and Jenkins. To be the options if Slater is off the board because I don't think Elijah Vera Tucker will be there uh, either. Who's the other guy I would love for the Chargers to take? Um, but yeah, anyway, Rayshon Slater, he has a really nice anchor. You want to watch Rayshon Slater film to understand what the hype is for him? Go check out his game against Chase Young. You'll see what the hype is. Uh, number 14, Minnesota Vikings, Kayla Farley. That grade is wrong. That's my apologies. Um, He's taking a dip in his uh, rankings, but not too much. I still think the, the Minnesota Vikings, yes, you brought in Pat Pete, but I mean, what about the rest of the secondary besides Harrison Smith? Pat Pete isn't all reliable. Pat Pete anymore, cover corner shut down, what have you. Put him in this scheme defensively. I think he's going to do wonders for you and learn from Patrick Peterson just a little bit. Number 15, trade alert. Second trade of this mock draft. This will be the last trade, just a little spoiler. The Tennessee Titans are going to trade up to 15 once again. And they're going to trade this year's first, so pick 22. This year's third, pick 85. And a 2022 third round pick to move up to pick 15. Take Jalen Waddle to replace Corey Davis. Um, if... Jalen Wall starts to fall past maybe 13 or so. I definitely think a team will trade up to take him. And th this just makes so much sense, in my opinion. Um, put him in this offense where you're going to be able to scheme up touches for him in the Kyle Shanahan scheme. Chef's kiss on that one. He will be perfect in this offense. I really, really love this pick. Um, let's move on to pick 16. All right, pick 16 here. My guy, Elijah Vera Tucker. Going to the Arizona Cardinals to protect Kyler Murray. He can play left tackle. He can play guard. You could put him anywhere on the offensive line. Probably, I mean, I don't even know. He could probably play center if he wanted, if you want him to. This is just a chess piece where, you know, if the offensive line's a little banged up. You could put an insert Elijah Vera Tucker in anywhere on the offensive line. It, he'll do wonders for you. Give Kyler Murray some protection. He was running for his life. In certain points again, like it was against the Seahawks. I think the game they lost. He's he's out there running for his life against the Seahawks, who we all know don't have an elite pass rush. So he solidifies, not completely solidifies, but he helps makes the offensive line a lot better for you. All right, Raiders Nation, pick seventeen. Don't destroy me for this. I hope you like it. Let's have a discussion, like like civilized people. Number seventeen, Gregory Rousseau to the Las Vegas Raiders. <sighs> Look. Gregory Russo, yeah, we only have one year of tape on him, right? But you just got to think about just the raw upside, right? And out of the, all the guys in this draft class, 
Gregory Rousseau is the only edge rusher who I honestly feel has the absolute upside to be a dominant edge rusher number one. I really like Aziz Ajilari, but I think you're looking at a mid to high tier number two pass rusher to a low tier number one edge rusher. I, th I don't think you're getting a bona fide elite number one edge rusher out of anybody in this draft class and the only one I think has the real potential to hit that you know uh, well let me backtrack from the nobody I think Aziz could hit it like I just mentioned there's a couple other guys but they could hit it but Greg Rousseau has the highest probability of hitting in my opinion um he was a freshman putting a 15 and a half sacks for all the naysayers saying oh he didn't have enough pass rush moves or whatever he was a freshman show me one freshman that had a tool belt of edge rush moves in their freshman year and he had 15 and a half sacks while doing so have some imagination he hits his upside the Raider, Raiders fans will not complain about it at all let's just hope we don't trade him away for a running back all right well for a pick that will turn into a running back <laughs> number eight the Miami Dolphins you're gonna take Samuel Cosme my personal tackle number three in this class um the best Outside of probably Sewell, I think he even challenges Slater. Best pass protector in this class outside of Sewell. Him and Slater are just phenomenal. Cosme, his biggest issue is why he's falling down some uh, boards, in my opinion. Why does he even talk about him maybe being a day two tackle or second round tackle, early second round tackle? It's because the game to game consistency isn't perfect. It is what you would love to see, right? Um, but you sure up that left side of the offensive line are actually and yeah He has experience at the left tackle side and right tackle side Oh, Tua, you get Jamar Chase and Samuel Cosme one of the biggest winners coming out of the first round And I think if they don't have two second rounders, they have one second and like two and then LeRond, oh, the Dolphins This is a, a slam dunk in my opinion number 19 the Washington football team you will get some nastiness for that offensive line. Taven Jenkins, a great run blocker, solid pass protector. Antonio Gibson's going to have a lot of more open running lanes going into next season. I really like this pick for the Washington football team. After watching the film, listening to some uh, draft experts and analysts that I've been able to uh, reach out to and have good conversations with have on our show, um, they really are hiring Taven, Jackson's, Taven Jenkins after watching some of his tape or whatever. I can see that. Um, all over blocker Taven Jenkins to watch the football team number 20 the Chicago Bears Rashad Bateman this is pretty much just to get your Allen Robinson 2.0 where Allen Robinson leaves even though my comper uh, Rashad Bateman is Keenan Allen because um, if you bring back Allen Robinson then you're like whoa we got Allen Robinson and Rashad Bateman on the outside we're pretty we like what we have at wide receiver but in the end probability Allen Robinson leaves. I honestly think the only reason why he didn't leave is because the wide receiver market was so crap this year. He was like, ah, crap. Let me take my money, and then I'll go get paid big time next year. So um, if and when likely Allen Robinson leaves, you have a still number. You still have a number one receiver in Rashad Bateman who will develop. I really like him a lot, um, and he kind of tested. A, I think he had a faster forty time than I expected, but he kind of tested outside of that. Right around where I expect them to. All right, number 21 here, the Indianapolis Colts. They're going to take Christian Derrissaw here out of Virginia Tech. You're going to replace Anthony Costanzo, and once again, your offensive line is right back at being amongst the best in the league. 
you will have what Costanzo, Nelson, Kelly, and then honestly, we get the right side of that line. But my goodness, this offensive line is gonna be legit. Carson Wentz will almost have no excuse as long as you get him a wide receiver in the second round. Um, that it's a separator. They just need another wide receiver. I feel Christian Darrisaw here. You could have went maybe Elijah Moore, Kadarius Tony here. I would have understood that. But we're gonna go Christian Darrisaw here. You get an offensive lineman here again. Like I said, probability you get an All Pro wide receiver in the second round is way higher than an All Pro tackle in the second round. Not saying it's impossible, but it's way more likely. Number twenty-two here, the Detroit Lions. All right, so we wanted to get some nastiness, some knee-biting players, right? You would get Jeremiah Owusu koromoa He plays with, with a lot of heart. He plays with his heart on his sleeve. Um, you can use him in a lot of different ways. And also, look at the amount of draft capital they stocked up. I just want to make sure I got my numbers right here. You get... Uh, you get a third, additional third for this year, additional second for this year. So now going into the second round, you have you have New England second, you have your second, and you have your third and Tennessee's third, and you have Tennessee's third next year. This is a slam dunk. You get some nastiness defensively. Um, you could consider Rayshon Slater at seven to give you some one of the best offensive lines in football. Sneaking, sneakingly. Um, you get the draft capital. You don't go quarterback. I don't think there's any way you go quarterback here for the Lions because the way the vibe I'm getting is they want to rebuild the culture, rebuild some of this defense and the offense, and then you get your rookie quarterback, and then you start to clock, right? I don't think they want the pressure, especially year one of having to develop a young quarterback. Um, number 23, the New York Jets. You're going to get Aziz Ajulari, and I think this really solidifies your edge rush, your pass rush. Um, you would have... Carl Lawson, who again, I really like. Go check out Film Breakdown for Jack's Cougar Sports. Um, and Aziz Ajilari on opposite sides. Chef's Kiss. Um, you could go corner here, but I'm holding out because I really do think Rich Sherman's going to sign with the Jets. Um, so I'm holding out for now. You get Aziz Ajilari, solidify that pass rush spot for your team. And this is a great deal. Great pick here. And your team is going to reap the benefits of it. Uh, number 24 here, the Pittsburgh Steelers. You take Najee Harris. I typically don't like going running back in the first round. But, man, if you're going to win, you need some playmaker out of the running back spot. Running back spot. Just lost James Conner. That running back room is god-awful right now. Um, and, again, I really don't like running back. Goodness gracious, you get Najee Harris. And you move on. I, get, I don't really like getting running backs here in the first round. But Najee Harris, um, underrated out of the backfield. Great vision. Really elusive. You get Najee Harris to the Steelers. Give Ben make take the load off of Ben Ben Roethlisberger's arm next year. Pittsburgh is right back in this uh, mix of things. Twenty five Jacksonville Jacksonville Jaguars. I've mocked this pick for a while now. Liam Eikenberg to the Jaguars. Um, you get him. Now you're starting. I think you have Cam Robinson, maybe a right tackle. Liam Eikenberg a left tackle. You know, and now your tackle spots are solidified. Trevor Lawrence might not have to run for his life all year next year. Liam Eikenberg, mediocre to average run blocker, which is why he, he's falling. And I mean, he has to pass blocking and pass, pass protection to be a top 20 pick. But he's falling to the second round for some mocks because of the run blocking ability. But I think you really just need a, another pass blocking tackle to protect Trevor Lawrence. So you don't have... 
Joe Burrow 2.0. Yeah, there goes my shade for the Bengals. Um, <laughs> number 26, the Cleveland Browns, Zayvon Collins. The Browns are scary next year. The offense is set. Maybe some death pieces at the positions. Um, but they're scary next year. If you get Zayvon Collins for this defense, watch out. Um, let's move on to the next one. All right, number 27 here, the Baltimore Ravens. are going to take Landon Dickerson. This might be a little bit of a shocker to you. Some, a lot of mocks don't have Landon, Landon Dickerson going in the first round. Um, but look, the only reason why there really is is because of the injury concerns. But man, oh man, he stays healthy somehow in the NFL. You are getting it a perennial all-pro center uh, that's going to be a, a base for your offensive line. You lost Matt Skura. So you're going to be in the looking for a center. You could go get an edge rusher in the second round. Baltimore Ravens, you go get Landon Dickerson. I said it right that time. Number 28, the New Orleans Saints. Elijah Moore, wide receiver out of New Orleans, out of Ole Miss. Um, you could go Greg Newsom here. I really did think Greg Newsom. Um, but I think you could get Elijah Moore. You just lost Emmanuel Sanders. Michael Thomas has shown slight concerns. They has been able to stay healthy. Elijah Moore and this Sean Payton offense or two offenses that I think he'd be perfect for. The Kyle Shanahan-esque offense, whether that's Cleveland, um, crap, Cleveland, Green Bay, Minnesota, any of these teams that run a variant of the Kyle Shanahan offense, I think it'd be perfect there. Especially Green Bay. If he had fallen one more pick, might have been tempted to take him for Green Bay. Um, and Deshaun Payton offense. He's going to strive in this offense. Um, I love this pick. To make life easier for Jameis Winston or Ty, Ty, uh, Tyson Hill, Taysom Hill, uh, or whoever quarterback is going to be the starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints going into next season. I love this pick. Uh, number 29, the Green Bay Packers, Creed Humphrey. You just lost Corey Lindsay. I know what you're thinking. Oh, well, you might want to go corner here. But a couple of corners there are still on the board that you can grab in the second round. I mean, Eric Stokes will likely be there in the second round. You might have to trade up in the second round. Asante Samuel, oops, spoiler, he isn't there. And I think you just get a center before corner in this scenario for the Packers because of how Pavita's, uh position is in this offense. Um, Asante Samuel, Greg Newsome. I think there are well more than enough corners for you to get in the second round to fill that spot. And then maybe wide receiver in the third round. It's a really deep wide receiver class. Again, you take offensive linemen over wide receivers in the first round. Goodness, people. I've said it four times. I hope you get it now. 30, the Buffalo Bills. We're going to take Christian Barmore. Um, look, it doesn't appear that Ed Oliver's panned out. And, I mean, maybe putting Christian Barmore, pairing him with Ed Oliver, maybe, I mean, they can bounce off of each other. And make this thing work, but it just hasn't worked for that Oliver. You could go edge rusher, maybe Quiddy Pay or one of these other guys. You could go corner to help uh, alongside of uh, Trey Day. Um, so you could go one of those routes. I'm gonna go with Christian Barmore here because Ed Oliver just has a panned out here from your fourth overall pick a couple years ago. And number 31, Kansas City Chiefs. If <laughs> you got Kyle Long, you got. The you got Joe Tunney, right? Tunney, whatever. Um, but look, if the Super Bowl was any indication that you need tackles in this league to help you, goodness gracious, you take a tackle, you take Dillard Dunn's here. I don't know if Dakota State kind of flew on everybody's radar. 
um, at the Senior Bowl. Then you go back and watch his tape, like, wow, this guy's pretty daggone good. Um, so you watch his tape. I think you come right in, make an impact for this offense, give Patrick, give Patrick Mahomes some protection on his blind side because he was the literal definition of running for his life against Tampa Bay going into next season. And the final pick, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we're going to take nobody. It doesn't matter because Tampa Bay, they're bringing everybody back. The whole daggone ship is coming back. So what do you do when you have the whole team coming back next year? You go grab Quiddy Pay. Cause why the heck not? JPP is, to be honest, he's on he's on his last legs. And even if he is, even even if he does last longer than some may expect, I think Quiddy Pay, even though at 6'4, I think he has the physical tools to kick in inside and play some interior defensive line for you going into next season. Um, or be a rotational at a pass rusher for this team so you preserve a little bit of JPP and I think they brought back Adamica Sue so you can preserve some of these guys. I like this pick for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let me know what you guys think. Thank you guys for watching this mock draft. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Let's have some informed discussions in the comment section below. Not every pick you guys are going to agree with, um, especially you guys Raiders fans. I'm joking. I love you guys. Ball seriousness. Uh, Hit that, hit that like button, subscribe over to the Sports Online Show, subscribe here on Jack Scooter Sports Productions, like, sh comment, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell, whatever you have to do, see you guys next time, appreciate it, peace out.